Hi guys, welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season six, episode 12, the one with the joke. Joke, 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 joke. <laughs> um, do you have any good jokes? I should have told you ahead of time so you could prepare. You should have, but I have one. Okay. Oh, you oh, this okay. one before. Okay. So a mushroom walks into a bar. And the bartender says, no, 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 don't even sit down. We don't serve your kind here. And the mushroom looks at him and goes, what? Why not? I'm a fun guy. <laughs> so cute. That's no joke. I have a What's joke. Yours? Okay, What's yours? My joke is uh, stolen from a coworker recently. Okay. And it was told in a, a round of people telling like bad dad jokes. But I actually thought this one was pretty cute. So... Oh, hold on. Now I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> She's really talked it up too much here, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Saturday Night Live, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just Come on, Renee. You know Mindy Kaling listens to this podcast. <laughs> Mindy, if you're listening, give me a break. I just don't want to screw it up. Um. Do you want to come oh, back to it later when you remember? I want to come back to it later. I'm so okay, mad right okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> Should we want to push stop and start? No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're going with this. <clears throat> um, we can come back to it later. Okay. It'll be, it'll be an exciting thing for you to unveil to us at the end. We'll all be sitting at the edge of our seats in anticipation. Okay. Are you ready okay. for me to unveil it? Because I remembered. Okay. Okay. I was trying to stall time for you. So you I know. You did a great job. Thank you. Um, okay. A sheep, a drum, and a snake roll down a hill. But um Very good, Renee. How did you forget the punchline? You mean you forgot the three things? I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't remember the three things. I couldn't remember drum. Ah, gotcha. I remembered sheep and snake. I couldn't remember drum. I was about drum. to say. Like, what animal makes duh? <laughs> You texted that to me the other day. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you really liked it's that just, one. Well, I thought it was funny. It's just the most recent cute. joke I've heard as far as yeah. short form jokes go. So It's a cute one. Um, listeners, share us your jokes, please. We'd love to hear them. Yes. We'd love but, to hear um, them. But um, so this joke, which we never actually get to hear this joke. Yeah, it's probably better that way, isn't it? It's kind of like... I think so. It's kind of like this this scary monster in a horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's scarier when you don't see it. Yeah. Because once you do, you're like, that thing? Yes. Well, and then it doesn't allow us to have an opinion on whether it's funny or not. Yeah, good point. Or who it's whose joke it sounds more like it would yes. actually belong to or whatever. Well, the truth is, is I, I'm inclined to give it to Chandler, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um... Ross comes in waving a Playboy around and they cut this part out, but <laughs> Chandler's like, yes, we know they have magazines with naked women in them. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Rachel's like, don't tell them they have videos too or something like that. But Tell them about the videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ross is like, I made up a joke and Playboy printed it. And so they show the joke. Everybody kind of gives a little bit of a chuckle. And yeah. Ross tries to justify that Playboy is not just the pictures. It's hard-hitting journalism Ugh. and such, which nobody is believing. 
I'm not saying there aren't articles in there, but I'm pretty sure you could get articles a lot of places that don't have naked women in them. Um, I used to really enjoy some of the articles in um, ESP. It was an ESPN Sports Center. I can't remember. It wasn't Sports Sports Center. Maybe it was Sports Illustrated. Probably. There was one really good journalist, Rick something. I want to say Rick Ross, but it wasn't him. Probably not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Back but to Chandler's what you were like, saying. Well, Chandler's like, uh, yeah, it was hilarious, especially when I said it first. Yeah, and yeah, these yeah. These two dum dums <clears throat> just keep arguing. Proceeds to the rest of the yeah. My joke is my joke. I know, and you know they're like fighting to tell Joey first, and then later they're like fighting to tell to uh, the Gunther bank teller first. And oh god, yeah. <laughs> Ross is like, well, if it's not your joke, then why did the Hef send me a check? Or he said it with his annoying N O Y A U cadence. Yeah. And I mean, the truth is, is that Ross sent it in. So whether it was his original joke or not, he's going to be getting credit, you know? Um, But they just spend the whole episode arguing about this. And yeah. I, I just feel like this is such a Ross problem to be involved with. I feel like this is the kind of argument that Ross could get in with anybody. Do you feel like that? Um, yeah. I don't know that it's specific to Ross. Well, it's not specific to Ross, but I feel like <clears throat> Ross is always like, I don't know, even like I did give up basketball to oh. be a paleontologist <laughs> like i feel like he's just always got these like hair-brained tall tales i'm not saying he's lying but um I don't he's know. certainly I, not one to let it go yes and it, maybe that's what it is because i'm like i feel like he's gotten in these arguments with rachel and he's gotten in these arguments with monica and he's gotten in these arguments with phoebe and yeah you know obviously yeah, that's not true. over jokes but um it's always kind of like a thing that really doesn't matter and he just cannot let it go. But it seems well, like the common also, denominator that a lot of the time it's Ross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I, I was thinking that you were saying with like like stealing stuff or whatever, but it's like no Mm-mm. with these things that are kind of like, I guess this one's not far-fetched, but yeah, he's not letting it go. Chandler's not either because obviously Chandler feels um, slighted. Yeah. And... I, I guess yeah. I hear what you're saying because because Ross could have just been like, well, my name, or I guess it's anonymous, so it's not like it has his name in it, but it could be like, well, hundred bucks says it's mine, so okay, if you think it's yours, that's fine, but uh, you know, like, and then just like let it go, call the mayor. but yeah, call the mayor. <clears throat> yes, and then they finally invoke the enlist the help of Monica to decide <laughs> who doesn't. She can't be really want to be involved. Yeah. I'm your brother. I'm your only chance for a baby. (laughs) So rude. And luckily, she's not at all swayed by these dum-dums. She's like, okay, so the answer is, well, they both, I guess, try to 
justify how it's their joke. Chandler says he heard a doctor named Dr. Muppy. And he thought Dr. Monkey, which is Plus, weird. he's a doctor and he had a monkey. I'm Dr. Monkey. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Ross. Yeah. Uh, Chandler, sorry. Chandler heard a right. story about Dr. Muppy. And then Ross is like, I had a monkey and I'm a doctor. I'm Dr. I'm monkey. Dr. monkey. I love how Chandler goes, I'm not arguing with that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And Monica's like, okay, that's enough information. I made my decision. You're both idiots. The joke is not funny. It's offensive to women and doctors and monkeys and everybody. And the, joke the only thing <laughs> you should be arguing about is who should be blamed for bringing this horrible joke into the world. The joke sucks. Let it go. Mic drop. She just walks out of the room. And then it's not my joke. It's not my joke. It's your joke. It's your joke. Yeah, I love that. Suddenly, they're trying to deflect. I know. I love when Monica puts them in their place. Um... She, we talked about this like in the one with, um, the, the, the one with the trifle, the Thanksgiving trifle mm-hmm. when she like, they're like, oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We're just going to go. And she's like, no, you're not sit down, you know? And you're like, just, you said you're going to eat here. You're going to eat here. Yeah. 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 We also get a little place pudding from Judy in that episode. Oh yeah. No, Rachel, I guess you were right. not supposed to put beef in the trifle. It did not taste good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think Jacques Cousteau is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Judy. Oh, Judy. Um, Yeah, so, you know, thankfully we don't have to hear the Dr. Muppy joke. And hopefully this is the end of the arguing from Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, Joey is having a little bit of a tough time Hmm. uh, paying for stuff. But yeah, um, and he's all out of money, so he has to cut down on paying for things, um, which is how it goes. <laughs> and Chandler comes over and finds out his TV isn't working, his phone isn't working, like nothing's working because Janine moved out, and boy yeah. was she hot. And uh, I guess he couldn't really find tight. a girl who was nineteen to take her place. <laughs> guess not um yeah but joey's just been like out of work actor living in new york mm. so cannot imagine not really with yeah. his own two-bedroom apartment that is not i cheap. know i mean how is he even covering his half of the apartment you know maybe he was doing that, that thing even where he se- made janine pay way more to subsidize his his broom maybe that's possible Pe- people do that they do yeah Um, Usually when they own the apartment, but I guess Joey can do whatever he wants. Um, But yeah, he's like, I've had to cut back and the TV's off and the phone's off and Chandler's trying to give him money and he doesn't accept charity anymore. So (laughs) he's kind of trying to think outside the box. And when they're at the coffee shop, everybody kind of gets up and leaves at the same time. And... Joey gets stuck with the bill, which I don't, I'm sure in their group, it's just like, I bet everybody's picking up each other's coffee checks all the time. It's not a big deal. It's only a couple bucks. Um, And yeah, so, you know, Gunther gives him the bill and he's like, oh, 
cut down on luxuries like paying for stuff. And Gunther very sweetly <laughs> is like, well, if you want, you can work here. Uh, you know, money's good. You could stare at Rachel as much as you want. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> flexible, flexible hours. Hours. <laughs> um, Joey's like, I don't know. I was on a soap opera and I... Okay, so he's basically like feeling a little too proud to um, yeah. be a server. I think about this often. Not often. But keeps often you up enough, at night, I feel it? like... It doesn't keep me up at night, but like... When you see like an old show or old movie or something like that, and you're like, what is that actor even doing now? And then you Google them. Maybe this is just me. I don't know. And then you're like, oh, that's like the last thing they did. Or they did like a bunch of terrible made-for-TV movies, you know, in 2010, and then they haven't done anything since. But I'm like, it would be really, it would be very strange to taste like success and some level of fame and then just have to go back to pouring coffee at the coffee house. You know, like, obviously these are, I heard someone call this uptown problems. Um, Obviously, like, life goes on, he's going to be fine. But I do think it would be like a very hard mindset shift. I also think that could be... um, like the equivalent of like one of us losing our jobs and not that we live like extremely lavish lifestyles, but going back to being like paycheck to paycheck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like hard. It'd be very hard to to like switch back and be like, oh, well, I used to just be able to buy the things I wanted to buy at the grocery store. I didn't have to like line item everything out and, you know, work really hard on budgeting for that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I think we've so talked about I, this before yeah. because um, a while ago now, there was like, I don't remember if, I don't know if you remember seeing this on the internet, but there was um, an actor and I don't remember what he was from, but I think he had like had some level of success. Maybe he was even like a child actor from like one of those like sitcom type um, or even like a, you know, for like TGIF style sitcom. And mm-hmm. he was... Somebody took a picture of him bagging groceries at Trader Joe's and was oh, like... I think he was on the Cosby show. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, hey, isn't this guy... Isn't he was this... like the brother or something like that. I never really yeah, watched like, it. Isn't this the guy from the Cosby show? We'll just say the Cosby show. And, and the people were like... And a bunch of people were like, yeah, oh my gosh, can't believe... You know, and then other people were like, good for him. Like, he's... Yeah. He's doing what he has to do. Like, he... And also when you think about it, like acting is a job like anything else. Like, yes, it makes you recognizable. And I don't, I definitely think it would be weird. And I can't imagine, like, it must be such a struggle to have gone from like something in the public eye and, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just like, uh, it must be tough because, you know, it's like celebrity of any level. And then to have to kind of go back to anonymity or whatever, or, or maybe it's even harder because you're not anonymous. And that's the thing is like, right you feel like everybody saw you not be able to make it or whatever. Like, that must be so hard. But I was just really happy that a lot of people were like, why are you shaming this guy? Like, good for him for, like, doing what he needs to do to, Mm -hmm. you know, keep himself going and support himself and his family or whatever. And that was really gross, I think, that people were trying to shame him for that. Oh, agreed. Agreed. um, Somebody... 
Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I know what you mean. I think um, I think it would be really hard just personally to get over it, uh, or to like yeah, I'm not get over it. Yeah, but like because because you're right. I guess part of me thinks like there's been a little period of time where I was unemployed. Um, by choice. So because I moved to New Zealand, right? And I had my job for a little bit. Um, but then I couldn't, it wasn't a permanent thing when I moved down here. And so I needed to find a new job. I had a few months in between. And and so I went um, and I got like, I went to a temp agency and I did like, um, just like a cover. It was like somebody was going away on holiday for a month. And so they needed somebody to cover the office manager role. And I did that and like, but like the pay was not minimum wage pay. I mean, mind you, it wasn't what I'm getting paid now, but like it was fine. You know, I had money in the bank anyway because I chose to move here. I chose to like, I I knew I was going to be in between jobs for a little bit. So I had like, I had savings. Um, So I was able to kind of take that. I knew it was just like till the next thing. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit tough, though, to like enjoy my time being unemployed because when you don't know when your next paycheck is coming, it is hard yeah. to be like, yay, free time. I'm going to go like take the ferry to like or, you know, explore the country because it's like, well, how much exploring should I do? How much? You know what I mean? Like, do I need to just be like counting my pennies and eating apples over here? Like what's right. going on? Um but yeah, so I, I I mean, and that was just like, I guess I just, I knew that I'd be able to find something, but I think that's also how people feel is like, well, no, no, the next thing's just right around the corner. And so part of it is like, right, yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah. Well, and like ultimately acting, no matter what, unless you are on <clears throat> a sitcom with like, you have work through, you know, at least the end of the season. Yeah. It's all gig work. So every movie even you do is a gig. And it's a pretty a good, good gig, obviously. But it is a gig. So like there is no unless you've signed a contract, you know, like You're never old guaranteed Hollywood, the next thing. Yeah. Old Hollywood employed actors, you know, the studio employed the actor and then they would put them on as many movies as they could because they were oh, on wow, a salary. Oh wow, really? Yeah. I mean they stopped doing that like probably even by like the 40s um but i like I didn't know that. um who played dorothy judy garland judy judy garland was under contract with a studio um i think maybe even like marilyn monroe audrey hepburn like all those kind of old hollywood players um were under contract for studios so they had like a job essentially you know but That's so interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm sure once people stopped being, I probably stopped being as interesting, being like they're in every single movie, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Um, or like you know, if it's a Warner Brothers, it's going to be those same. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, that's why there's a lot of like those older movies. There's like a man and a woman that are in a bunch of movies together because they worked for the studio. Oh, like White Christmas. Yes, um, exactly. What's her name? Rosalind Clooney or uh-huh. Rosemary Rosemary yes. Clooney and that other guy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Oh. That other guy. Did you know that oh, she's look. related to George Clooney? Yeah, it's his mom, isn't it? Or grandma. I think mom. I think it might be his aunt or his grandma, yeah. Something like oh, that. Oh, okay. But related to related. Somehow, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is totally different. You know, you get one job, but that's the last job you're guaranteed, you know. So 
it's just kind of a different world. So I do empathize with Joey. Like I, I agree with you. I am very much of the mindset that you got to do what you got to do. And yeah, you'd be fine. You, I feel like we'll do. Yes. You'd be fine. Ben's like this too. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like you guys and like, Ben's told me some stories. Here's me layering his laundry again. But like in college when he was literally like having to eat like, you know, noodles like that, like ramen Mm -hmm. noodle pack type stuff, like had to make peanut butter sandwiches for the rest of the week because he was just paycheck to paycheck. And um, and I guess, you know, like college, a lot of people. But like, I feel like you guys are both very scrappy and um, Mm -hmm. resourceful. Mm hmm. I'd like to yep. think now, now that I'm a self-sufficient woman, like, you know, I grew up with my parents supporting me f- for longer. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think I was just a different mindset. But I think now that I'm self-sufficient and I know that I've got to support myself, um, yeah, do what, do what I have to do. Yeah. yeah. But I still understand it would be, it still might be like difficult, you know, and feel like yeah. it's beneath you is the wrong word, but being like, but I... I already have a line of work and this isn't it, you know? Um, that's it. It's it's coming to the realization that it's like, hey, that's not cutting it. So you need to do something else when it's like, especially yep. something like being an actor or a musician where mm-hmm. you kind of just like, you, it must be so difficult because you have to show up every day to every audition with like your 100% of yourself. But that means yep. that you stand to be so much more disappointed and so it must be so – and so, like, then to have to kind of be like, hey, that's actually not working. You now need to go, like, work at a coffee shop must just be hard because it's like, well, no, 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 no. Like, I have to put all my time and effort into acting. I'm an actor. Yep. Yep. And there's some truth in that. If you don't have time to go to auditions, you can't get audition. You know, you mm. can't get parts. Which uh, – we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, Joey, you know, decides, oh, I guess I could be a waiter. Maybe I could use the phone while I'm here since he doesn't Mm-mm. have a phone <laughs> at his apartment. <laughs> and then everybody's at the coffee house and Joey's like, hey, Ross, want a drink? Because I'm going up there. I'm going Monica, up there. Coffee? Mm-hmm. Going, uh, I'm going up there. He just goes Everybody to random tables. <laughs> um, you guys good? I'm, and, I'm going up there. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, finally, Joey, Monica calls him out and he's like, no, 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 just being nice. And he goes behind the counter. Yeah. And Rachel's like, you're not supposed to be back there. And Gunther's like, don't we get me and put on your apron? I don't see you asking any other paying customers to put on an apron, but whatever. Do you work here? (laughs) No. Waiter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Joe. And they're like, Joey, why didn't you tell us you work here? And he's like, I'm embarrassed. I'm an actor, but now I'm a waiter. And, you know, it's supposed to go the other way. And Joey's like, but I like the job. And I guess I'm here, you know, just weird to serve you guys. And Rachel (laughs) makes a good point. She's like, I did it. It was fine. Yeah. And then Ross tries to make a good point. Um, Why would it be weird? Hey, Joey, you want to grab me a coffee? Okay, not too weird. He's like, no, no seriously, seriously, you already said you were going to get me one, and I'm still waiting. I already ordered read, coffee, and I'm still waiting. Read oh. the freaking room, Ross. Yeah, Ross. <laughs> Ross sometimes is the worst. He's being a real Dr. Monkey, about this. get out of here. Dr. Monkey. <laughs> um, 
But then Joey's like, can you guys clear out? Because it's all about turnover. And uh, <laughs> need some fresh paying customers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then later, Joey finds out how much PTO he gets with his waiter job. Um, not unlimited. The is none. No. Not unlimited. Even though Gunther did say flexible hours, but I'm guessing that's flexible hours decided in advance. Not, Se- hey, I got an audition shifts. today. Yeah. Can I leave? Um, Gunther already has a salon appointment. Um, <laughs> Gunther to left to get his hair dyed. Fresh. Oh, why? I like his natural hair color. <laughs> yeah, this episode. Yeah, that's what that's what Joey says. Man, oh, really? I like your natural color. <laughs> but I love when Joey's like trying to talk. He's like, no, no, no. It's like a great part. Like I'm the lead guy's best friend, and I wait for him at the bar and save him seat, save him a seat, and I'm like. I'm sorry. That seat's saved. That seat's taken. Yeah. And Gunther's like, that's it. And Joey's like, okay, maybe it's not like his best friend, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Semantics. Um, Renee, I don't know if you remember this, but I once played the lead person's best friend in. <laughs> in the um, Easter play? No, you were the lead person's oh. best friend. In the, no, you were the, you were the silent we did we did either of us have any lines in that Easter play? I don't remember. I was very ill. I don't really remember too much. <laughs> okay, this is what I remember. That's not where I was going. So we'll come back to my story okay. in a minute. Um, so Renee and I got selected to be in an Easter production at our church growing up, and I think it is because we looked the most Jewish out of everybody. If I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. so we could I, pass for Israeli, I think. Oh, totally. More than I mean, most. I, I, I am some semblance of. I guess that's true. I actually would yeah. like you to get um, an Ancestry.com. I want to know how Jewish you are. Renee, I have one. Have I never shared the results with you? Oh, I don't think so. I did it years ago. I'll send it to you. It's mostly Jewish. Oh, okay. Great. And a that's little bit news. Ghanaian, which is exciting. And then Ooh. a bunch of like white yep. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know. My friend Kate was like, I'm I'm part Asian. And I was like, you are? She's like, yeah, 0.1%. I was like, Kate. Like, pro- like, probably not going to be able to claim like that one. A- <laughs> um, yes, I'm like, I can't, I think it's like 0.1% Ghanaian or something. So I'm not going to be claiming okay. that one. But like, it's like 28% Jewish or something. It's pretty it's good. It's a lot. It's mostly. Anyway. Well, that makes sense um, even with like what you know of your family. Yeah, 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 out. yeah. Because my dad's yeah, dad's family migrated over. Yeah, so twenty five percent. That's awesome. Yeah, um, congratulations. Just waiting on my birthright trip to Israel as yeah. a thirty five year old woman. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so we were in this Easter play, and um, our church took their plays very seriously, and it was a production. So part of it was going to be live on Easter morning, and part of it was pre recorded. And I don't remember if we were in any of the live stuff. I don't think so. But I do remember having to go the week ahead of time to do the pre-recorded yeah. stuff. And it was basically this room in like the back of the church somewhere upstairs that was boiling hot because it was full of like stage lighting. And it was like in its Florida. And even though it's April, it's still always hot in Florida and so it was like 
very hot and I got cast as, I can't remember which king it was. Which king ended up going crazy? Solomon, Saul, or David? I don't think it was David. Because no. because David was a young man at the time. So it was King Saul, I think. I can't remember I don't the story. Remember. But I played Saul's daughter, Michael, which was a girl. That sounds right. And then you played, like, Michael's chambermaid. <laughs> Yeah, in the and corner, I was just like eating in bread in the corner. And ate bread. <laughs> Best I didn't, role of my life. I didn't have any lines either. So so the guy who played King Saul, all I remember is him going, Michael, my pretty daughter. And like then he like pointed at me and I just like gestures to you. <laughs> and he And was Ashley like, with her over tweezed eyebrows and high ponytail look over. And like frosty lip glasses like braces. <laughs> yes, dad. I didn't have braces. Dad, I know I'm such a beauty. What's up, Dad? Um, (laughs) Any man would be lucky to have me. But so, thank you, Father. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Papa. (laughs) I'm really imagining like seventh or eighth grade. You, yes, exactly. Not like, but it's not. This was like eleventh grade, and you did not have braces, and you were the The eyebrows were still. Still overplucked, though. You were correct. They there. were still Crun- over tweezed. It crunchy, would take a few years for them to find their way back. <laughs> crunchy, gelled hair was still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, looks. So I did not have any lines. The guy who was playing the king was like one of those guys who was an actor and was like taking it very seriously. You were really sick. And so I, I think sick. like. I think you had like a box of tissues hidden behind you so you could like sniffle and sneeze and blow your nose. But we basically were like supposed to be in like the king's chambers. And so there was like goblets and like fake grapes and, you know, basically what present day people think. Real bread. And real bread. And so I remember you were like, am I, excuse me, am I allowed to eat this bread? And they were like, well, as long as it doesn't look any different because we're going to have to like do the shots a bunch. So for like continuity. So you just ate the inside out of this baguette. (laughs) Not just a hat rag, my friends. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure you and I both had to have like shawls covering our hair. I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we looked like nativity scene yes, Barbie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, father. <laughs> it's like a combo of you and that little girl from Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, um, yes. <laughs> big Disney eyes and big braces. Also what I'm yes, picturing. Father. Giant glasses. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, classic. Oddly, our careers did not, our theater careers did not launch after that one. But what I was actually thinking about was um, when I was living in Southern California, I was working for a nonprofit and the guy who ran our nonprofit was friends. He had gone to um, film school. I was like, what do you call it? He'd gone to film school in LA with a guy who was a director. And so that guy was like, "Oh, hey, we're like filming. I'm do I'm filming this new um, webisode series, and we need a bunch of extras for a prom scene. Um, like, does anybody from the nonprofit? Because we were all like age range from like 22 down to like 18. So he was like, you know, I, I need a bunch of people. It's on a Saturday. Is anybody free? And so a bunch of us went up to um, L.A. This like random high school 
in like East LA to shoot this um, webisode. And it was um, supposed to be about, so each, each episode in the web series was about a different like style of dancer. And this one was break dancers, but it was like telling mm-hmm. a story, but like obviously the dancing was like a, like a musical, right? Like the music's a key part of it, but it's telling a story. Same thing. It was called The League of Extraordinary Dancers, and it was the B-Boy episode. And in it, the main girl, who was the director's girlfriend in real life, um, but she was an actress, the main girl is supposed to be like going to the prom with this like real jerk of a guy. And you there's the jerk like, of a guy. Yeah, so I played the jerk. No. Um, And there was like the good dancers and then like the villain dancers. I don't really remember. And then a whole bunch of us as the high school prom goers. And so there was a few of us standing at a table like because you know what shoots are like. It's basically like unless you're on the set, you're literally just standing there all day. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were standing there and the director came over to us and he was like, hey, do any of you guys have any acting experience? And we were all like, yeah. Did you not hear about the Easter play that I was in? I was in drama in middle school. I played Michael, his pretty daughter. His pretty daughter. Um, Uncredited in IMDb. Um, Uncredited. And so he was like, okay. And so he like points at me. He's like, okay, cool. Like you've had acting experience, right? And I was like, yep. <laughs> he called me over and he's like, okay, so you're going to be the friend. Basically, you just like stand next to her and like when all this embarrassing stuff is happening. Okay, so like what happens is the um the dance crews, the good and evil dance crews like come in and have like a b-boy battle. And then this like jerk guy that she's dating is supposed to like be like, oh, I can do that. Oh, yeah, cool. And like do his own. Like it was actually quite funny. So like he like starts spinning around on the ground like – kick flip you know and is like grab like trying to like do all these like b-boy moves and stuff but like making it a fool of himself and we were supposed to like look disgusted and then at one point um when one of the evil villain dancers come in i'm supposed to go flirt with him that was my role and he didn't tell me what to say there was this was just ad lib there was no lines it was like walk up they to him they didn't tell you how to flirt well that was their first mistake because yeah. I had acting experience. I did not have flirting experience. But Ashley, all you had to do was act like you were flirting. I thought I did. But <laughs> when you don't know what flirting is, you By don't know walking, how to act like you're flirting. So you walked right past him to make sure he didn't know that I you I ran the other him. direction. I was like, is this not flirting? Um, playing hard to get over here? No. So it was actually this really hot guy, too, I remember. Um, and I was just very nervous. And so I walked up and I was supposed to be flirting. And the thing was, he was going to like, he was supposed to be like incredibly disinterested and just like push me away by my face. And I was supposed to be like, ah, like squeal and like get pushed away. I, we obviously, I did such a terrible job. It was cut out um, of the webisode i'd still had some close-ups as main girl's best friend standing there looking disgusted and that director was john disgusted girl number two (laughs) yes john chu of um crazy rich asians and in the heights fame so i could have been the star in in the heights Ashley gave up a career in In acting hollywood blockbuster (laughs) musicals 
um, <clears throat> to live in New Zealand and do this podcast. What yeah, to do this podcast. Humble, so if you could what send a humble, me money. humble girl. <laughs> send anyway. her money so she can buy a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it like, wasn't like her best friend, but anyway. Me and Joey. Wasn't like her same, best same. friend. <laughs> same, same. Oh, that's really funny. Um, but Gunther won't let Joey leave for the audition. <clears throat> because Gunther, Gunther already has a hair appointment. Yeah. And so Gunther leaves and then Joey's like, I'm sorry, this seat's taken like practicing. And the guy's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, no, 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 I wasn't. I didn't mean you, but you believed me, huh? You believed. Joey's like, I believed, believed you were you saving were a seat for seat. someone. <laughs> So you'd hire me, right? <laughs> it's like, is this a service you are providing? Providing. For me? Um, and, and then, then what Joey does he thinks, say? All right. Yeah. He's like, okay, uh, everybody, listen up. Coffee house is gonna be closed. It's for the kids. You keep the kids off drugs. It's in this month's Playboy. I'm sure you've read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and. Uh, this is very shocking, but uh, this causes Joey to lose his job. Yeah. Uh, he also did not get the audition. <clears throat> no. he. And... How did the audition go? I didn't get it. And I lost my job at the coffee house, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, he fired me. Um, but then Rachel's like, can't, you know, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something because that's not right. He left you in charge. You've only worked here for two days. Yeah. that's and, She's got a point. She does. She really does. I mean, it's Joey should absolutely not have left. Walked off um, the job. But Gunther yes. shouldn't, shouldn't have left a newbie. He's been there two days. And I feel like and, if, well, I guess, I guess that's probably different, isn't it? I was going to say like, he's not a manager. He shouldn't necessarily be like holding down the fort by himself, but I guess like Rachel used to close, she used to close up the coffee shop by herself. So that's that's okay. Yeah. That's probably in the job description. Probably not on like day two though. No, not on um, day two. And Gunther was running a personal errand, so it's not like it yeah, was shift that's was right. Over, you know, it wasn't work business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Rachel's like, it's not fair. I want you to give Joey his job back. You shouldn't have fired him. And Gunther's like, okay, he can have his yeah. job back. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and. uh... It's just funny because uh, there's certain events that lead Rachel to be so bold. Um, but yeah, it is really funny. It's like kind of perfect that she asks because obviously Gunther is in love with her. Yeah. Using her power for good. Yeah. Why not? And uh, the last thing that happened is the girls are all giggly. And in Monica's apartment and they're looking at the Playboy and Phoebe comes over and she's like, Oh, I want to look too. And they're trying to tell a story of <laughs> how the naked women. Yeah. In the case and of I this feel like young this woman. Is, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is just one of those like stark differences between men and women. Is right. That we are not, I mean, on for the most part on the whole women are not as like visual um yeah. and so 
Well, first of all, I personally am not interested in a magazine full of naked men. That sounds rough. Um, <laughs> That's the name of thanks, the magazine. But no. Rough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a subscription to Rough, um, but it's for the <laughs> articles. Um, um, yeah. But, like, girls are like, so what does this mean? Like, what are the, what's the point? You know, not what's the point, but they're like, there's a story, right? Like, we're trying to, like, do something here. Um, In the case of this young the- woman, she's lost her clothes <laughs> and she's riding through the forest naked, crying, where are they? <laughs> Um, and Monica very innocently is like, hey, if you had to date one of us, who would it be? Rachel's like, I don't know. Monica's like, yeah, I don't know either. And Phoebe very quickly goes, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't answer that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Monica clearly does not take it well. Um... I can't really tell why. It's like, well, she can't. It's well, Monica. She has to win everything, even Monica. if it's like throwing yeah, the ball for no true. reason. That's true. Because I'm just like, you asked, first of all, you asked the question. Yeah. Don't ask and, questions you don't like, you don't want to hear the answer to. Yeah. You don't want to hear the answer to. So her and Chandler are like going round and oh round. Oh my gosh. With, I love that when they're in the bed. Like, do you know what else? You know what else? Um, Phoebe did. She picked. Or she picked Rachel. You know who else picked Rachel? Ross. You know what else? Ross. Ross did? Still your joke. <laughs> yeah. They're just like uh, stewing and so. You know what annoyed. else was stupid? <laughs> Picking Rachel. Picking Rachel. Uh huh. That's right. Um, oh, they're so funny. And um, the next day, Monica, always breezy Monica. Oh my goes gosh! Over. I love this. <laughs> To Phoebe and Rachel's apartment. And is like, oh, hey, you guys are such a cute couple. So cute. And Rachel's like, what? And she's like, you know, I'm just like trying to have as much fun as we had the other day at my apartment. When, you know, remember when you picked Rachel over me, Phoebe? That was so funny. Phoebe's like, yeah, it was kind of (sighs) funny. Monica's like, it's not funny at all. Why would you do that? Um, And so basically Phoebe says that. Monica is high maintenance. Okay, let's go to lunch. Yeah. And Monica, to prove her wrong, wants her to make a list so they can go over it point by point. Point by point. I was going to say, look, I love Monica. I do. We know that she's got her things. She is not self-aware. Mm-mm. I really value self-awareness in people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're all flawed, okay? That's a human condition. We're all flawed. Speak I don't. I, for yourself. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, excuse me. <laughs> Michael, Saul's pretty daughter, is flawed. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I wish we could. F- no, maybe I don't want to find that tape. I kind of do. I kind of want to find that tape. Anyway, um... I, yes, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, that's just Monica. She's just like that. You know, like there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, but you know, I'm just 
a Leo, so that's just me. Oh and it's like, there's one, there's one thing with being like, I'm not going to apologize for who I am. I'm a loud person or I'm a whatever. Like, that's fine. I'm not saying that you have to change yourself to please all people or to make yourself more, more of this or less of that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't think that being self-aware is an excuse for bad behavior. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's ways that you can be truthful without being hurtful, right? Or that you can be, you know, passionate without being aggressive or whatever it is. Um, but I do think I have a lot more leeway for somebody who's like just more self-aware of their flaws. Not, and that's I and I say all that to say like not so that they can excuse them and be like, oh yeah, well I'm just a passionate person, I guess. And it's like you're not passionate. You're like, you know super intense or whatever but I just I don't know I I just find people that aren't self-aware I just find it difficult because it's kind of like you don't even know what you're working with do you know what I mean like step one is acceptance right does that make sense it does yeah I agree I'm a very self-aware person um even if it takes me a minute but I always get there yeah I think you're super self-aware yeah I think I'm self-aware and like, I don't know. I think I'm self-aware. I'm sure there's things that I, like we all, it's called the well, Yeah, we window. all are like nose blind to certain things, you know? Yes. We all have like things that we know that we don't know. And then there's things that we don't know that we don't know, right? So we all have that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I've got it. But I don't know. I've been called self-aware a lot. So I'd like to think mm-hmm. that I am. My counselor said I was self-aware. So I'm taking that as a win. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Put I that thought one I was self-aware, but but getting it from her, you know, is a nice, get a little yeah. check. Yeah, you um, printed it out on your computer, did ya? you? I sure. did. I printed out some awards that I won in counseling. Um, <laughs> I need it for my my scorecard. I mean, journal. My diary. I mean, scorecard. I mean, crap. <laughs> um, but... You know, Monica, obviously not doing a very good job of proving her point by, like, requesting yeah, homework yeah. from Phoebe. And Phoebe's yeah. like, No, you're okay, right. You know, you're, you're, you're laid right. back. <laughs> yeah. Just like Ashley's mom, when Ashley's mom told us that she was laid oh, back. Just like gosh. Ben and Matt. We were like, oh. I'm chill. My dad, my dad also thinks he's very laid back. And my dad is, like, the antithesis of laid back. He can be laid back in moments. Um, you know, he's been laid back at least once before. But um, at that's least not once. his MO. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously not everybody is high strung at every moment of every day. But like some people, I would say I'm more high strung and more high maintenance than a lot of people. Um, you know, I wouldn't call myself laid back. No, and I I remember the first time I like told Ben about this. I was like, look, I know that I'm like hard to like. I know that I'm like high maintenance, or like I know that I'm I'm. And he was like, I was like, I know that I'm like tough to deal with, or something like that. And he looked at me and he was like, Mm -hmm. You do? I was like, Yeah. I was like, Especially (laughs) compared to you, of course I'm like a lot more high maintenance than you. But I was like, Yes, I do know it. But at least I'm like really communicative and very self aware about it. And so it's like, yeah. I know what I'm asking, but I'm also give, like equipping you with the tools to meet me there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. I think it's just funny so, that like, 
like what you were saying about your dad and my mom, it's like, okay, you guys aren't laid back, but obviously for some reason you value that and you think that like not everybody in the world is laid back, nor should they be because nothing would get done. But it, well, well not, obviously, you know I mean? yeah. But it's funny that yeah. it's like those are the things when it's like, okay, you must value chillness because that's what you're trying to say that you are when you're so clearly not like you don't have to be it's okay like you can just you're high strung you've got other qualities it's okay well and I do think that high maintenance is one of those things that has been labeled negative whereas laid back has been labeled positive yeah that's but true. they can both be both like being too laid back can be a negative but being totally too high maintenance or you know being a little high maintenance or a little bit you know sassy as I like to call it can be positive you know so anyway like there's you know it takes all all sorts to make the world go around um totally but Phoebe just keeps digging herself a hole and she's like you're just not as easygoing as Rachel she's more flexible and mellow she'll do whatever you want you can just walk all over her (laughs) and Rachel's like you that's how you see me like you think I'm a pushover I'm not a pushover and Phoebe is so mean. Oh, okay. You're not a pushover. <laughs> yeah, she is so mean. I don't think she means it to be mean, but I think that she's just like, wait, you guys know this, right? Like, how is this new information to you? Um, and then Rachel grows a pair and says, Phoebe's not invited to lunch. And <laughs> I love in the hallway where they just reassume their own behaviors we're not Um, going there i hate i'm sick of japanese yeah i know okay wherever you want to go is cool (laughs) um that is one of my big pet peeves though when somebody asks where you want to eat and they say you ask somebody where do you want to eat and they say i don't care wherever you want and then you say somewhere and they're like not there not there yeah 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 i understand if when i said it you're like oh gosh i'm so sorry you know what we had we had pizza like three days last week and i just like really anything else would be great. Um I, I was it's okay to, to have feel, an opinion. I was about to feel personally attacked here. But yeah, I no, think we've talked about I don't this ask before. you where you want to eat because this is Ashley's response. I just don't feel like making all the decisions right now. Um Yeah. So you just choose. Is usually but the how thing she responds. Is, so I no longer ask her where she wants to eat. You know what I do? You tell me where we're gonna eat? No, I list off some options and say, do any of those sound good to you? And oh, then yeah, yeah. You say yes or no, and if you say no, you usually say something else. That's how um, I. That's how I, I manage and, you. And here's the thing: if I so, it is about like a decision, and sometimes I feel really stressed out about like, okay, they've asked me where I want to go, so now I've got to pick the right price, yep. food type, ambiance, yep. length, of, like duration of time we're going to be eating. You know what I mean? All of this stuff based on where you choose. And it's like, sometimes it's like, okay, people have a, like, well, I know that I'm fine with it being a little bit more expensive, but are they? Or like, I would yeah. literally eat at different Asian restaurants every day for the rest of my life. So that's never going to be a problem for me. But I know that like, that's not everybody's game, right? So so sometimes I find that a bit stressful. But usually I'll just say, I'll be honest, or, and not usually, always I'll be honest, like, mm, I'm not really in the mood for pizza, but anything else sounds fine. Or like... I could do Japanese or Mexican. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I feel like I try to give some stuff. If I actually cared, I'd say I usually don't because I right. just but like I know food you still and like I'm happy to, be to eat con- anything. 
but you like to be considered. Yeah. I also yeah. like going out to eat, like, f- not just for the food, but also for, like, the ambiance. So whenever I come visit you in Nashville, yeah. I feel like you always take me to, like, a new fun place or, like, oh, this place is really cool and it's good, but, you know, and so, I don't know, it's 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 nice yeah. to, it's like the food's good, but it's also got a cool vibe. Yeah, but I think this is one of those things, not you, but, like, when I was saying I can't stand when people are, like, wherever you want. Oh, no, not there. My dad is, like, number yeah. one offender of this yeah, because for whatever yeah. reason, he <laughs> thinks, I think that he thinks that him having an opinion makes it more difficult but i'm like it makes it more difficult when you have a when secret you opinion fake, when you fake that you don't have an opinion but you yes, actually I'm like, do it is totally it is not only fine to have a preference it is welcomed and encouraged i literally just asked you do you have a preference do you have something that sounds good or bad to you i'd love to know because i'm including you in this decision if i just said well this is where we're going that's different but I just said, where do you want to go? What sounds good? What doesn't sound good? Oh, whatever. I'm low maintenance. I'm I'm chill. Just but like I secretly, yeah. <laughs> but I secretly have five things that I want. Very to eat strong opinions about this. Yes. Um. Anyway, so after <laughs> Rachel and Monica go to their non-Japanese lunch, um, Japanese sounds really good. Always, um, literally, I will always say any yes food to Japanese. they mention. Yeah, it's so good. Um, What's your go-to? Ooh, Mediterranean. Ooh, nice one. Like Greek or you know. Okay, I've Israeli, got some places to take you next time you visit. Lebanese. Okay, that's like that is my go-to. I think it's because there's always good flavor. Yeah. Um, and there's also a lot of exciting <clears throat> vegetarian things to eat. It's not just oh, like, true. Even though, I mean, honestly, yes, and I truly, I do not find myself in a pickle often at all, except at barbecue restaurants, because they chop up and put bacon in all the vegetables. Right. But like anywhere else, there's always something, and it's always good, and I always feel like I have options. I, I don't feel boxed in by that at all, but... I feel like Mediterranean places have lots of yeah. mains. So I just have so many options where that's not always the case. They're always so tasty. Mm. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. And so would you say your go-to is a variety of Asian foods? Yeah. I do like Japanese. Mm. I love ramen, but I also like love dumplings. Mm. I, I love – I'm going to make myself real hungry if I start. But yeah, like yeah. – any t- I I like Vietnamese. I think that I probably mm, I like, like Vietnamese. I really like Indonesian. I think that maybe Thai is my least favorite of all of the um, Asian yeah, cuisines. I like Thai, but I do feel like it is the most. Um, it's not that it's not exciting, but I feel like eh, it's kind of what, been bland. Like it's kind of been made a bit too. Do you know what I mean? Like pad thai. Well, yeah, it's like, right. So that's the thing is I feel like you can, what you get at Thai places, you can usually get a slight version of that at a different, yeah, you know, Asian, restaurant of Asian uh, descent or style. But, um, so whatever you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I also kind of feel like a big gigantic plate of like pad thai or like, I don't know. I think the flavor just gets a bit boring a few bites in. Um, 
Maybe yeah. it's where I've been ordering from. But yeah, I feel like nasi goreng or like a laksa soup or like, you know, that type of stuff is just um, has so much more flavor to it. Yeah. Um, or like mm. um, pho or like banh mi's. And I don't know. Mm. I just, yeah, I, I, yeah. Always ramen all day long. Yum. There's a Malaysian place near our street that's become our, we've only gone once. No, once. Yeah, we've only gone once. We have high hopes of going back because it was really it's become, delicious. It's become your go-to place? It's about, it doesn't time. know that it is yet, but it is going to oh, be our okay. go-to place. It doesn't know that it's in a serious <laughs> relationship yet. Um, exactly. I guess I don't know what what is what is standout about Malaysian food. I guess I don't know To be honest, that it's I've had it. very, um, this place, and maybe it's different depending on where you go, but this place is, it seems a lot like a Chinese restaurant. Okay. But it's Which just a little, sense. yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Um, so there's okay. like a few different Malaysian places. I don't know. I, I'm not exactly, nasi goreng, or is that Indonesian? I don't know. Mi goreng and nasi goreng. I don't know that I've had Indonesian That might either. be Indonesian. Maybe that is Malaysian. I can't remember. This is, I can't remember. I think they'd be somewhat similar, but. Um, sure. We we had at our Malaysian place, what did we have? We had like some really yum um, variation of fried rice and some like really delicious Ooh. chicken. And yeah, I don't know. Some really good vegetables. Mm. It was just good. They've got some like weird simmery yum. soup stuff that was really good. Mm. Just tasty. Yeah. I am so. hungry. Yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. I hope we've made everyone else um, out there hungry. Yeah. So we don't know what the girls had for lunch, but we know what we want. Yeah. <laughs> for lunch and dinner, respectively. Um, I want to talk about but, the part, uh, though. This is the part I thought you were talking about earlier, when they're at the coffee shop. <laughs> oh, no, no, not yet. But okay. They're, they come back to Phoebe, and they're like, well, maybe I am oh, high yeah. maintenance, and maybe Rachel is a poster, but guess what? We decided you're a flaky. And she's like, yeah, true, I am. And they're yes, like, they're as okay, a self-aware so like, woman. Just, right, you're just okay with being flaky? She's like, yeah, totally. Monica's like, yeah, I'm okay with being high maintenance. And she's like, no, I'm not. Take it back. Like, I know. <laughs> who said you were? You did. Oh, I'm flaky. I'll say I'm anything. Flaky. Yeah. But it's true. Like Now I think that they're just being <laughs> a little bit. They're not being nasty, but they are trying to like make a dig at Phoebe. They're being petty. And they're being petty and they're not wrong. She is flaky and but she knows that and she's not like trying to pretend like she isn't. And that's the difference, you know. I think that's, you can say, yeah, I, I am high maintenance, but maybe I can maybe there's some things I can loosen up on, you know, if you feel well, like you're too high maintenance. I think that's the thing is that Phoebe is self-aware. So to her She's just like, well, this is just stating facts. Whereas to Monica and Rachel, it's like being offensive and saying mean things about them. Because like you said, those are negative. But it could, like Monica could very, very well be like, yeah, I am high maintenance. But like somebody has to be because, you know, you're so laid back and you're so flaky. Nothing would ever get done if I didn't like, you know, take the reins or whatever. Like not in a mean way, but you know what I mean? She could say like. Yeah, but it balances you guys out really well. So if either of you ever want to take over, like, go for it, you know? But it's it's yeah. not a bad thing. It's just kind of how their dynamic works. But yeah, so Phoebe's like, I am flaky. Yeah, that's true. That's an accurate description of me. And it's like, it's that's not a it's not a good or bad. It's just true. So it's true. This is true. 
Um, okay, so now yeah, the coffee the last shop. Part. Okay, yeah. now the coffee shop part. I know. <laughs> I love this part. It's so good. Um, uh, Chandler and Monica casually enter the coffee shop. And Chandler says, prompted by Monica, why oh, hey, you, um, tell, it, tell them casually? Um, what you were breezy, mentioning what, to me earlier. Yeah. About me not being high maintenance. And Chandler says, Monica is a self-sufficient together lady. Being with her Life is with like her. being on vacation. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> and what is perceived as high maintenance is merely attention to, hold on, checks notes, yeah. to detail, and generosity of spirit. Of spirit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, and Monica's like, no, he came up with that all by himself. And he's like, I'm out of words. Should I just say the thing again? Should I just start from the beginning again? Oh, gosh. Um, and she really starts to spiral. And she's like, I'm not high maintenance. Chandler, I'm not. And he's like, you are a little high maintenance. Oh, this could go so poorly. This could go so poorly. But he, this is like one of the sweetest little things. And he's like, you're not easygoing, but you're passionate. And I love that. And when you are upset about the little things, I like making you feel better. And that's yeah. good. You're high maintenance, and but I like maintaining high- you. I like maintaining Aww, you. And it's just so, so sweet. cute. And I feel like Matt probably um, really resonates with this. <laughs> A lot. But you didn't even tell him to say that, though, Renee, did you? I didn't even tell him to say that. Um, But, yeah, I know that I am absolutely no breezy walk in the park. I am, like, the antithesis of that. You're not a monster. Don't worry. I'm not a monster, but I am not low maintenance. That's for sure. Yeah, but the whole world doesn't need to be low maintenance. Look, I surround myself with high-powered... Exactly. And I, I love you for it. I like to surround myself with, um, with high-powered, get-it-done type women. Self-sufficient together ladies? Yes. And that is generosity. I love your... You do have a, a much generosity of spirit, I will say. Much generosity of spirit. Yeah, I don't know how to... It's, it's a weird compliment. I don't know how to give it, but you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's very, very sweet. And I love that Chandler makes it a positive for her yeah it's really really sweet so yeah and then at the very end they were like oh gosh i can't believe that argument and then is it is it which one of them says who would you pick it's joey or something joey or ross one of them is like oh if you had to pick one of us to date who would you pick and then they both are like yeah no and chandler's like joey (laughs) yeah But also the girls were both like, Monica and Rachel are like, oh, yeah, I definitely pick you, Phoebe. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, Phoebes? No, no, definitely each other. Oh, funny. Have you ever played this game with your friends? Who would you date if you had to? I don't think so. No. Who would you date, me or you? <laughs> <laughs> Renee, who would you date, me or Matt? I feel like, um, I also feel like who you want to be best friends with versus who you want to date is two different things. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah. I also just, I don't know. I just don't feel offended by this type of thing because it's like, I don't take it as a personal slight. 
the, the, nobody well, is obligated. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I could see myself taking it a little bit as a personal slight now that I think about it. <laughs> but the truth is, is that it is a completely hypothetical situation, but some of us like to win, so I don't know. No, you're right. You're easygoing. <laughs> just kidding. I'm easygoing. I think I would just have a, a hard time if nobody picked me. Well, Matt picked you, so, and that's Matt real life. Me. That's right. He likes maintaining me, so it's He good. does. I don't know. He I does. guess that's what I'd fall back on is if nobody picked me, I'd be like, oh, well, Ben did. So we're, we're good. I don't know. It ha- maybe if it happened, I'd actually have my feelings hurt. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, now we know who would date who and who wouldn't date who and who was breezy and who is not. Whom? Um, whom? Excuse me. Whom. <laughs> sometimes um, it's who. Sometimes it's who. Uh, but not this time, because no. this time it is whom, to whom it may concern. Um, but this has been. I think Renee. I think we should post a couple polls of who people would rather date between everybody. Mm, okay, who would they rather date, you or me? Oh, I'm how would kidding. anybody I don't ever do know that. that? No, I was gonna say. Honestly, I'm not even sure people are sure who they're listening to. Ninety nine percent of the time, unless they already I, know us. Yeah. So. That's true. That's true. No, I think between um, Monica, Rachel, Phoebe, and then the guys, we'll we'll ask yeah, who okay. would you rather date, but we'll have to figure out a way to do it because it's usually only a two choices. So we'll we'll figure it out. We can do the question. We can do the questions. True. True. Um, true. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been the one with the joke, and join us next time for the one with Rachel's sister, her very first ooh. sister. We get to meet. Ooh! 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 ooh yay! Ooh, ooh, ooh! Very exciting. Celebs everywhere. Galore. Celebs galore. galore. Celebs galore. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys then. Bye. See ya. Bye.